AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fighting clock. A camel shirt. Great fun of episode forty-seven, season eight, fighting podcast. Today I'm joined by Ricky TFC. All right, got Big John Bass. What up? 
How you doing? All right. All right. Um, it's everything's fine again. Yeah, I'm, I'm recovered. Yeah, but even keel. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's been a bad week. Let's not like sugarcoat this. It's been a pretty horrendous week. But Sonzo, that's a good. That is good. Thank the Lord, South Korea got knocked out. I don't know. They played. I don't give a shit. The fact is, he's home. Yeah. All right. So it's fine. Yeah. All the problems solved yeah. with him returning. Yeah. Single-handedly. Yeah. It's all done. It's yeah. fine. Stadium's done. Yeah. With Son <laughs> returning. Yeah. Um, but what I want to know from you lads is when have you been happiest to return home? As a kind of marker to the fact that our great Asian striker has returned. Um, there's been quite a lot of, uh, you know, heavy nights in my life where I've been glad that I've uh, returned home. Uh, probably my uh, the, the one that st- stands out is my, my infamous 30th birthday. Um, those that know, know. Why won't um, you talk about it? Because uh, <laughs> I, can't, I went missing for 24 hours, but <laughs> a, lot, a lot of shit happened. But um, yeah, when, when I uh, finally got home, um, I, I was... Uh, I was pleased that I was back in the safe of my of my home. It's such a shame we can't talk about it again because <laughs> it is the greatest and worst story I've ever heard. But uh, yeah, like, just, yeah, like Ricky I, says, those those who know know. Yeah, I had the extended highlights. It's pretty pretty, pretty good. Um, my most horrific holiday of all time uh, was my first ever trip to Ibiza when I was like twenty. Mm. And uh, I mean, there was a lot of shit going on because it's Ibiza and it gets messy. And I just remember getting on the plane home and just thinking to myself, one, why haven't they invented teleportation? Get me the fuck out of here. I'm I'm struggling. So anyway, I sort of fall asleep uh, on the flight. And then I just come to, uh, at some point during the the kind of journey home, and my head is pressed against the seat on the tiny little easy jet flight. Mm. And my head is so sore because I've just been leaning my full weight against it. And I look down and my little um, tray is like open in front of me. And you know the little circle bits that you put your drinks in? Mm. Mine was full up with my own flob. And <laughs> oh, <saliva. wow>. Good <laughs> and lord! As I like pulled myself back, it was like the stringy thing. I mean, I looked like a St Bernard at the best of times. <laughs> so it was it wasn't ideal. And um, so, so Drake's son was like you on the plane home. Yeah, essentially, he he was probably sitting there. He's just like sick of like just playing football constantly yeah. for two weeks. Wonder what you going to say then. Well, what, where do you think I was going to go with that? Um, nowhere, absolutely nowhere. Well, I wasn't going to go anywhere. Okay. I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. So, yeah, I imagine he was exactly like me. Um, I, I think mine was when I went to Amsterdam for my mate Stag Do, and I came back. I'd done a lot. Obviously, it's Amsterdam. Like, you do everything, don't you? Like, things happen. Yeah. You don't even know why they're happening, but you're just yeah. like, this is fine. Yeah. Like, why, why is this thing in my ass? I didn't ask for this. <laughs> I did not ask for this, but it's Amsterdam. You've got to go with it. Yeah. And why is it quiet? I can see eight people around me, all with their dicks flying at my face. I'm like, let's just get on with this. Yeah. And get out and get home. I missed a flight home from Amsterdam. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Oh, mate. That's... Anyway, I'd done loads and loads of narcotics on that. And then I got I got home. I got in the bath. I was living on my own. and just burst into tears. Oh. <laughs> just, just crying my eyes out. <laughs> so, it's just like, what, what just happened in like, the last four days? Um, hopefully Sun feels a little bit better after his little trip to uh, to um, wherever they played that tournament. Just somewhere else. Yeah. Somewhere that wasn't us. Um, does he solve our problems? He solves some of them. Yeah. Which ones? Um, movement, pace, ability to score, mm. um, having a player that's in form. Attacking um, threat. <laughs> just kind of a lot of stuff, really. Yeah. Um, we've definitely... I mean, it's been a short spell, ultimately, which has been good, but... 
we have missed him. Like we we do look like kind of a bit of a patch of a side we normally are when he's not in the team. Yeah, but we. But I mean, it's not just him. Is well, it? yeah, exactly. So it's made it worse, hasn't it? Yeah. There, there was a thing I read from uh, Son in an interview saying that. Um, he feels like he should have uh, looked after himself a lot better physically mm. and coming out he's absolutely gutted and he's like uh, he, he's just kind of like he, he's given everything and he feels empty what do you mean what, what, about what uh, about about coming out with uh, I think maybe it's him playing for, for Spurs and for South Korea and coming out of the tournament that he just feels a bit down and he's just running on empty yeah. playing so much football brilliant uh, so but, just, just in time but, uh, but Potts said he was training um, and he he um, he's he thinks he was talking about the reason that he was down and the emptiness was because he's come out of the tournament from South uh, with South Korea and he's let the country down. Mm. Not the fact that he is physically and mentally exhausted. exhausted. And he and he was uh, full of his uh, happy self during training. So you know, and he was. And he was like aware of the injury, so he just sort of got away from Spurs and just think, like, let's forget about all that. Yeah, I think yeah, he probably. And also, is he worried that that they're going to take away the uh, sort of exemption from national <laughs> service because he didn't have a good Asian game? Maybe mm. that'd be weighing on my mind that at any time that you know that they could change the rules. If I was yeah. Pochettino to motivate him, I'd, I'd ring up the president of South Korea and say, "Look, you've got to get him back." You got to get him back. Keep, like, say he's, he isn't clear anymore. <laughs> he's been running around this, uh, the, the training ground, going, "Fucking tin pot, <laughs> absolute tin pot nation." Just to just to kind of get him motivated again. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, it's all about man management, isn't it? It's yeah. all about Poch uses the media beautifully. Yeah. Now it's time to use nations. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's tried the nice approach. Now let's let's offer him <laughs> certain death and, and a war. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Poch, uh, we're doing a very special episode of the fighting cock it's coming out on thursday where we speak to a couple of journalists and actually a man united fan and uh, we're gonna have a little chat about him as well and stitch together a kind of little magazine podcast about our manager because it's kind of got to a stage now where he's done in- incredible things i don't think anybody denies him that you know his legacy so far at spurs but there are some question marks about him and um, we're going to be asking and talking about those so we won't delve into pochettino too much on this pod because that's reserved for thursday but um he did change. He did change the the side massively for the game against Palace, and it is an FA Cup. It is a cup competition. It probably was our most likely route to silverware. So when you saw the team, do you think oh, fuck? Yeah, I was a little bit like I kind of understood the Ericsson been rested thing, um, but it's one of those when he's not in the team, can, particularly when you're looking at no Delhi, no Kane, no Sun. He's the kind of like last attacking uh, threat mm. that's kind of been consistent in the side. So that was a worry. But I was kind of looking at it and thinking, OK, look, he's got trying to kind of balance it with a little bit of kind of uh, youth, some experience, some players that have been on the fringe with the best of what we've got available. Ultimately, there's a lot of players out anyway. Yeah. So at some point, players are going to need a rest. And I think he, he kind of thought to himself, this might be an opportunity to do it. And ultimately, kind of during the game, ultimately, we didn't get the result we wanted. But actually, there were moments in that game we were battering them with that team. Second half, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it was a case of, yeah, when I first saw it, I was a bit disappointed. But well, you talked about balance. I actually mm. thought it was very unbalanced, actually. That Carl Walker-Peters, I know he's played on the left mm. for under-21s or youth level. Yeah. But it just seemed such a waste when we had Rose on the bench. And I get how he wants to rest him and stuff. But to have Rose on the bench and bring him on as late as he did. Because mm. when he came on, 
I'm not having a complete memory bank. He definitely came played. He came on, didn't he? <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. In my, I, I'm sure he did. He maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. Fuck me. Seems like a million miles ago. Pe- peak fighting cock podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the fact is that Carl Walker Peters was, I think, wasted because he was our best attacking threat going forward. I thought he was fantastic. Trippier was, oh god. Yeah. I mean, I've defended him over and over again. He's in a terrible patch of form. Yeah. But it, it just felt like it was crying out for some. Bog standard balancing, having a left side player play on the left side, Cole Walker players play on the right. And the issue again was in midfield, where you had Dyer on the left hand side of that too, yeah. and Skip in the middle. And as much as I I love the fact that we've got Skip come through and he's he's gonna hopefully be one for the future, I think that game kind of exposed the lack of depth we do have yeah. in yeah. midfield. Yeah, I mean, um when I saw the team come out I was, I was uh, really surprised uh, with the amount of changes. And uh, like you like you're saying, uh, Flav, like Carl Walker Peters playing on the left. Um, I m- much prefer uh, Rose in there, and Skip would have preferred Winks. And, mm. uh, and you know, I get that we that we have to rest players, but I, I'm also I'm a- always of that uh, thinking that you that you have to play the best players that you've got available mm. and I, I get the, rotation, all, but all the time, but, but not like all the time. Yeah. I, I get you have to make changes, but you can't make wholesale changes like like we did and expect to have the same uh, momentum uh, and play and, and, you know, people playing together and that familiarity. Um, and, yeah, I get they all train together and stuff like that. But we, uh, at the moment, uh, it, you know, we know that there is uh, there's a huge shortage in our players uh, with injury and, and, you know, Son, Son missing through uh, international duty. But you have to, you still have to... Um, carry on and you still have to I say play them until they they you know they they get injured it's the, it's the only way I mean like the thing is as well like with with Winks I know like um, he's played a lot of games and stuff like he, he's a young player and it's like only for like uh, this season that he's that he's been playing more often and I, I, I think that with uh, the type of player that Winks is and where we needed to keep hold of the ball and mm. keep it ticking mm. over and we're playing away. It's against Palace, you know. Because the quality on the ball, yeah, yeah. And uh, that, that we needed that type of player. And when you've got Ericsson and Winks that that are so good on the ball, and you take, take both of them out, out yeah. it just seems mad to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, John, what, would you have taken a, uh, a win with a stronger side against Palace and risk the fact that we could quite get beat by Watford, uh, Wembley? On, on on a Wednesday, do you understand what you what you've done, and, and do you agree with it? I mean, for me personally, I would have played a slightly stronger side against Palace for a couple of reasons. One, I personally believe that was our best chance of winning a trophy this season. Yeah, um, and I, and I think that, like Rick said, you could have at least played one of Winks and Ericsson would have made quite a big difference in terms of creativity in the side. Um, for me, it's a case of just by um, playing a stronger side in the Palace game doesn't guarantee that you're not going to get a result. But playing that side against Palace was pretty much giving them the opportunity to think, well, we're, mm. we're going to best these lot. I, I read something interesting, an article, where uh, they said that, that they're responding to Pochettino's comments about the top four or, or, or trophies. Mm. And it was quite a simple message in the fact that the very best teams do both. Yeah, And that that, that was poignant for me. And if you do look at it, if you look at kind of some of the Enoch out people or people that are critical of the way Levy runs a club, that the fact that we haven't strengthened 
and we know the reasons why the stadium and whatnot, mm. it has led us to a position where we have to play Skip. We have to play Coldwell Peters out of position. Mm. Pochettino is is hamstrung by by these things. So it's it's kind of I don't know. It's it's um. I feel like it will be okay. We'll mm. get through it and we'll we'll get the good times again. But it's going to come to a stage where people are going to want more. And it doesn't matter why they want more. It doesn't matter the fact that Pochettino has led us to this situation where we are we can expect so much and we do demand so much. Whatever reason for us feeling the way we do now, fans are never just going to be happy with kind of stagnating or, or yeah. Um, plateauing. Yeah. Um, Andrews Townsend scored a penalty against us. Yep. Um, played fairly decently, carried the ball well. Yep. What did you think of the fact that he didn't celebrate the penalty? Uh, yeah, I, for, for me, I think it's uh, very respectful. I mean, you know, he was at Tottenham since, uh, I don't know what age it was, so, so 13. Mm. Uh, young kid, uh, I, I don't know who, who he supports. Uh, you know, I get the impression that... Well, his dad uh, says he supports Spurs. Yeah. Well, Spurs. I, I, thought, I thought that was the fact. So when you when you score against your old team, uh, you all you've ever known, all you've trained, all the people that you've seen at, at Spurs as well, and the team that you support, and him not celebrating, it's kind of like it is that it is that mark of uh, of respect for not only the team that used to play, but the team that you support and everything that you've seen throughout the club. Mm. Um, and I I don't know why it it's. Uh, it's an issue, really, like, or not, or not an issue. I, I wasn't. I, I mean, didn't bring it up because I thought it was an issue. I just wondered how you, how you felt about it, really. Don't... Yeah, for, for me, it's just exactly like Rick said. It's just, a, it's a mark of the man that he has the awareness and the respect for a club that's given him an opportunity to become a professional footballer. Mm. And I think that he probably because his family are are Spurs and he has that connection to it emotionally, and obviously he's been with the club for such a long time. He just sees it as a, a very simple thing not to do. To give a lot of people just a little bit of respect. Yeah, I mean, if you'd have wheeled away and fist pumped the air and stuff, you'd be thinking, "What the fuck?" And some geezer uh, uh, tweeted about it and, and copied him in the tweet saying, uh, "You're not celebrating. You, you, what is it? You're not celebrating because uh, you, you played 50 games for the club yeah. in seven years, and uh, you know you're not celebrating like you're some sort of legend for them." And he said, "No, I've been there since I was 13. I actually played 93 games for the club, yeah. and it was a mark of respect to the club that made me." Mm. And it it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing at all in the grand scheme of things. And ultimately, we should be more. We should be talking about the fact that we didn't win this game than talking about Andrus Townsend's lack of acceleration. But it was just a. It was a nice thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, how, how how's he got his hair? Where's his hair come from? <laughs> He's definitely had the the, yeah. the, the old uh, implants. Yeah. What confuses me about that is that you get tra- uh, implants in, and then. And then you let that be your heir. Yeah. Like, you do shitloads. And it's like, <laughs> he's, he's almost done nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it, it is odd. I mean, like, if you, uh, if you, would you, would you ever consider getting a, like, hair implant? If, if well, I'm going, I'm definitely going. Like, no, you still got no, fucking plenty. plenty there. Yeah, you got plenty of there, boy. No, I'm, uh, cheers, boys, but this, you know, come on. I think, do you, like, do you think, like, because uh, Ericsson, like, yeah, years yeah. ago he was thinning and now he's got, like, a full... Yeah, he definitely. Thick, he, it, he's had a go as well. Yeah, he? he did it. Yeah, who, who did it? Oh, Paul Robinson did it. Recently, yeah, Robbo yeah. done it recently. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't. The thing is, I think if you get in shape, you can handle a, a, a kind. It looks all right, yeah. bald head, but if you've got like a a face like an orange unibowl, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
which is what I think I would have if I shaved my head, then mm. um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna hold on to it for a while. Yeah. I, I think uh, like things things are changing. But you actually look like a baked bean, Rick. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we've talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. It's fine. Uh, I quite like that. Yeah. So, I mean, mm. there's worse things you look like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people like baked beans. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I love baked beans. Yeah, they're brilliant, aren't they? Yeah, it's amazing. It's, don't you think it's it's a it's a it's a weird kind of transition for the man nowadays that he's like like back in the day if, if you uh, if your hair was going and you and you wore a a, a wig or a toupee it's like mate you're wearing that's yeah, fucking ridiculous yeah. you get yeah. coated off yeah. and now you're getting like kind of like transplants so that your hair grows back and everyone's like. No, fair play. Yeah, go on, yeah, yeah. yeah let's good luck have to you. Go on, like, like Rooney and... Just, like, just speaking about beans for a sec. Um, <laughs> I, I once watched a porn and uh, they're having sex, doggy style, and out of nowhere, just this can of baked beans came out of her and just fucking dunked it all over her back. Well, that makes like, sense, doesn't it? Yeah, but like, at least let me know it's going to happen. Like, give me some setup. Like, yeah. take a like cutaway shot of the baked beans in the tin. Yeah, like, on the side. Yeah, like, that's going. I know that's going to be important. Yeah, just some guy like opening the yeah. tin itself. I know, well, yeah, just so we're prepared. I know at some point in the future yeah. of the next twenty, in the next twenty minutes, yeah. that yeah. a can of baked beans is going to be important. But oh, it, it they... was just out of nowhere. It was like, suddenly, <laughs> just fucking can of baked beans all over her back. So he's like straight out the tin. You, the, the, you didn't see the tin. It just, <laughs> it just flew out of, out of the so side shop. It was raining beans. In the room. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a madness. But I'm glad I got to celebrate that. <laughs> um, yeah, we, despite having that much change side, we were much better in that second oh, half. Man. And while we never we didn't really have any guilt edge chances if, that I can remember, I can't think of any. Oh, sorry, no, I, we did have quite a good chance in Trippier's. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What do you think about Trippier? Uh, well. Uh, so I, I don't know, uh, you know. I know uh, he scored a couple of, uh, of free kicks. Uh, th- th- those set pieces. But you weren't happy. Think, no, I wasn't happy. You weren't I wasn't happy. happy. Let's that, get cut yeah, to the yeah. chase here. I wasn't happy that he took the penalty. Yeah. I think for me, um, you, if you've got a striker that is supposed to put the ball in the back of the net, that's your job. Your end a um, is supposed to be the penalty taker. But I also would have gone with Jan as well. Um, they're two players that I would have put over trips. But you, no, you said Lucas Moura in the group. No, I did. I did not. After that fucking weak ass penalty against Chelsea, I did Who's, not say that. Sorry, <laughs> someone else must have done. I just assumed. Um, yeah, but the thing with that argument is that David Unsworth he scored t- bags. Andy Hinchcliffe bags of goals from, yeah. and, and he is a defender. Julian yeah. Dix, Dennis Irwin. Well, yeah, so what's your point, though? Well, the, the strikers aren't necessarily better penalty takers. It's about technique. Isn't yeah, it? but if, if you've got a choice out of Trippier. Mm. And a striker, I'm going to go with the striker. Well, well, I thought when he stepped up that it was the right choice. Yeah, I was wrong. Clearly, <laughs> it went six feet wide, more maybe. I like it. It, it looked like he had crossed uh, to the left. Yeah, and I was. It was <laughs> like it was. It was like you're playing FIFA and you've sneezed and just smashed the button. The wrong and button. You, yeah. Fucked yeah. it. You put it on alternative <laughs> instead of classic, and you threw on goal and you fucking cross one. What the fuck is that all about? So annoying. Ten minutes in, one on one. No, you fucked it. I must have spent about eight hours, consecutive hours, changing buttons on, t- on fucking computer programs as I was, as I was growing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean that was it's fucking it, that first half we, we tweeted about oh, it kind of looking it felt like the nineties or, mm. or it felt like what Tottenham used to be like that it did 
Yeah. That, that it reminded me completely of what what it used to be like watching Spurs nineties like early two thousand. Thing is, in the, in the second half as well, I, I know people are talking that uh, you know we had uh, a lot more of the ball. We looked more, uh, lo- we, we looked like the more likely to score, but we, we were two 0 down. Mm. Uh, well, and Palace are they're shut up shop, they're, yeah. they're, they're shut up shop and mm-hmm. they're known for doing that, and they're known for not not scoring at the moment. So they, they've got the two goals. They can just sit back and our attacking threat had been shit <laughs> and it is yeah. shit at the moment mm. so they're like perfectly nah fuck it man they ain't going to score yeah. and there was a couple of um, chances where you know the ball bobbles in and Lorente hits at the keeper there's the penalty and I think there was a couple more yeah and um, had a chance to need first half yeah oh fucking hell and Cooley uh, it's really bad like isn't that. it uh, I thought Gazzini was good again yeah the goal was unfortunate when we didn't yeah. see it we got fired through his distribution was excellent as well. Yeah, like could we could we have a could we have a really good goalkeeper there that's been shat on by Southampton? Yeah, i.e. making them the third choice goalkeeper. Like he's I've never seen a kind of player. Actually, that's not true. There's been a number of players who kind of improved under Pochettino and kind of deserved their place in the first team. But I'd never envisaged a world where Gazaniga would potentially be pushing Lloris out of the first team mm. I think yeah I mean yeah Lloris is uh, he's, he's for me he's still our number one mm-hmm. um, but it's it's reassuring to see that um, it's it's not Vaughan back in Lloris yeah, up yeah. now and it's, it's Gazaniga and he's no come point. in and a lot of people I know there was a lot of hype before when uh, Gazaniga had X amount of clean sheets and saves and stuff like that um, uh, and now People have scored past him, but he still looks and feels comfortable, more mm. comfortable than yeah. Vorm anyway. He's a unit as well, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, and he is Can so we... fucking easy on the eye, man. I know, yeah, big time. He's a mother's dream. Yeah, he's all of our dreams. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just a dream. Yeah. Um, big shout out to less of a dream, Yuan uh, Foyf, oh. to contend with what I believe is the best player outside the top six. Foyf at um, is Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, just dealt with him, and and Zaha yeah. was. It was okay. He played fairly decent, like seven out of ten during the game. But Foyth had a, a number of one on ones that he dealt with fantastically. Yeah, yeah. Foyth was excellent. I, I think the thing about Foyth is it's one of those when he like first came into the team. I thought, yeah, it looks like neat on the ball. Mm. Like he, he's, he's fairly intelligent in terms of positioning. But I was a bit worried about his pace. Mm. But it's one of those things that if you if your positioning is good and you read the game well, then you don't necessarily need to be lightning quick to stop players like that. I've got a question about Foyth. Go on. He got engaged uh, recently, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. What's all that about? Don't know, too, young, young. too young. Well, no, he's not too young. He's like twenty, but he looks really young. So, what's his missus into? <laughs> that's good. That's a good question. Yeah, young young boys covered in beans. Maybe. <laughs> don't know. Do you actually chuck beans over. I reckon she's well into that beans. Um, I just I just think it's not right. Yeah. Like, you need to look old enough to get married in order to get married, in my opinion. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're just going to Gretna Green. I think with as well with with Foyf, when when he first came on the scene. Um, he looked very like an adolescent, like little boy. He still looks and, and I thought he would get easily pushed off the ball. And then when he came in, he gave the uh, penalty away, mm. and uh, I was just like, okay, I, I don't know how this is going to pan out for you, lad. Mm. And uh, it, well, it is quite often I eat my words, which is fine. <laughs> I, I, but he uh, there are still question marks about him. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm not like saying he's he's, he's, he's caused he's, major major yeah, errors. Yeah, and... but but he's he's coming into his own, and mm. a, a, a player that is so young, 
and they are still going to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, but the the other side of his game, uh, his ball playing as well, is is, is great. Mm. Um, I do feel uh, rest assured that you know there are some. Uh, I, I, every time I, I talk about youth, uh, I, I've always got windy in my head, mm. like a woodpecker yeah. on my brain. Like, am I saying the right thing? But but with Foyf, when I see him play, I see what he gives to the team. Whereas uh, I see Skip as a. I don't really know that he's he's filling the position. He's doing some nice short passing. He's doing he's just, what you'd he's, expect. Yeah, I don't really. I, I, I thought he had a very bad game against mm. Palace, but I thought that it wasn't his fault. He's kind of been thrown no. in. Like, it's all well and good playing eight minutes at the end of a game when you're yeah. the, home and clear. Yeah, is that right? Home and clear. The, the um, but to to start against Palace. Yeah. It's a bit too much. 18 years old, so young. Yeah, the thing is, if you look at, say, like the the other top four sides, even the top six, when they're like blood and a youngster, they're playing one position and the rest of the first team that are regulars are in that team. So mm. they've got them to rely on. He's sort of coming into team, we're like kind of relying on him making things happen like against like a Premier League opposition. Mm. Like that is a lot for someone who's making, what, their like fourth or fifth start. Like yeah. it's, it's a lot for, for someone that age. So, yeah, I didn't think he had a great game at all, but I think it's very early to judge him one way or the other. Yeah, for based sure. On, based on that game. There's, uh, obviously, after a couple of bad results coming out of both Cups, there's always going to be questions about Enoch. Um, mm. never too far away. No. Um, and I've been like a defender of less Enoch, but also the, the kind of Daniel Levy for a long time. But I did kind of... something. Another thing that resonated, resonated was the fact that the, he hasn't actually spent... Like, Enoch, as a company, haven't spent any real money on, on Tottenham. All of the, the cash and the capital is against the club for yeah. the new stadium. And the kind of working revenue is created by the, the football club as well. So if you look at it, what you've got is a very intelligent businessman who's using the money coming in to sustain the football club, make it more profitable, deliver top four football and the odd title challenge. But he hasn't actually spent any 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 mm. cash. It's not like they're kind of speculating. And we we did a really good podcast with a football lawyer called Daniel G, and um, he talked a lot about um, the different types of chairmen that exist, and the vast majority of them are kind of profit driven chairmen, and then occasionally you get a glory driven chairman. So that would be the Man City yeah. owners or Abramovich for different reasons, and they have so much money that they can't spend it. They get no gratification from their cash anymore. But what they do get is the kind of glory com- complex need to create something with that money that makes mm-hmm. them feel good, like buying a fast car if you haven't had it long. Yeah. Um, or at Bramovich, you get kind of political stability and the fact that you're not getting murdered yeah. by the Russian KGB if they still exist. Um, so the fact is, uh, we've got a chairman that isn't going to be murdered, murdered by the KGB. He hasn't got tons of money to treat the club like a sports car. Um, don't know. What, what, help me out here. Yeah, I mean, because I listened to that pod. Oh, you're, fresh. you're actually going to help me out. Right? I'm going to help you. Out. I listened to that. <laughs> pod. I don't know what the fuck I was just talking. <laughs> no, about. no, I was like, this is your train of thought. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah, I was waiting for the punchline, but um, um, yeah. So I listened to that pod literally fresh today. Uh, get him out. Get him out of the club. That's where you go. Yeah, why not? Just saying, saying it. Yeah, the thing is... Like, All right, no, no, no keep them, keep them. <laughs> The thing is, it's one of them, because, like I said, I listened to that pod fresh today, and it is interesting, and as football fans, we all just think it's a very simplistic thing in terms of, we need players to spend the money. Mm. And it's like, we, we're not really taking into consideration. I know that we, we have at some stage gone, well, we've obviously got this massive stadium to pay for. And I think it's one of those things where, from the outside, 
like as as kind of just fans of the club, you're watching the football team. That's all you care about. You don't care about how they structure repayments of builders and contractors and all that stuff. We we essentially want that glory owner because mm. we just want to win trophies. We want to win leagues and all that stuff. Um, but at the same time, like we've got a stable football club, and again on that pod you're talking about clubs like Portsmouth, clubs like Leeds, where yeah they they had that small glimmer of that glory, but they it was nearly at, lost the, their football yeah club, they yeah. nearly lost their football club and. And and that's the thing. It's a case of we are getting really close to doing it. We all kind of want to to do both, so we want to be able to win stuff and go from there. But we're not in a position, so uh, we just have to wait. I think. So I talked to Daniel G about this, and also talked about uh, to, to Andy Brassel for this special podcast on Thursday. And both of them talked about the investment in wages and mm. the kind of long term future of some of our key players, and the amount of, that that impacts the club's financials. And added that you're going to kind of put a new stadium together I think what fans are asking for though is a, a lump sum mm. to give to them by Enoch but we'd have to you, we'd have to be in kind of line with financial fair play they, mm. owners can't just spend £100 million if the money isn't there I think the, the, the fact that the, the new stadium is opening it will be open and we can project a greater income that will actually give us financial parity with some of the other clubs in the league not Man City but some of the others yeah, so like you were just saying, I mean, like with Man City and with Chelsea, um, they have they literally have a, an endless pot of money where they can get, continue to spend and spend on players that are like sixty mil on players and stuff like that. Yeah. And although we are like we, we are saying, you know, spend, 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 and in the summer we haven't spent. And I know we've got the stadium issues and stuff like that, um, and the way Enoch run the club, it is players come out before you get uh, before you, you spend money on players but I think we, we, we do forget that we, we we spent like 26 mil on Saldado 30 mil Lamella 30 mil Sissoko uh, and there are other players time, we? we did and like you to to, 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 to be able to get uh, that money like you, you do have to sell one of your one of your stars and and that was a huge fucking price mm-hmm. and to get those players in but it's not like we've been Scared to spend those money on those on those players, but it doesn't always work out. No, I, I think mm. what it is though is that people look at other clubs and look what they're doing, and they, they kind of think, "Oh, if 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 Liverpool can spend seventy five million pound on Van Dyke, why can't we?" Yeah. Um, and that's that's where I think the fr- frustration comes so, from. I, I think for, for me as well, like you've got City and Chelsea, where and for me, you, you take those out because yeah, but, all right, uh, but, but compared but, to but, Liverpool, but, but compared to Liverpool. Like Liverpool's following and Liverpool's history and everything that precedes them, I think, uh, and the, the, their stadium that they've already got and capacity and how, how much money they get in, I think they can they can afford to do that. And I think they are, you know, they are going to be chucking money like that. Mm. And the Arsenal as well, to to, to an extent, they're, they're you know they're established in in the higher echelons of those World clubs football, yeah. and. With their stadium, and you know, it, it was created as this huge cash cow and got money coming in and stuff like that. Um, we're not there yet. We are not there yet. And I think by the time we get into our stadium and we play out, a f- it's going to be like four or five seasons or whatever mm. before we can start fucking splashing. S- but or even if we do splash, but I, I think a couple of seasons time we should be having a different conversation. Yes. And if we're not, then then but major it, questions it, need to be asked. Certainly, it certainly should. Like in a couple of seasons, it should shift and by the shift I'm talking about 
not going like 10 toes, 70 mil wallop. I'm talking like we're in the 40s and 50s. Well, yeah, just getting a couple of players. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it sounds like I'm like making excuses at the moment, but we, we should have spent it in the summer, mm. like regardless. Yeah. And I get the stadium woes and stuff like that, but we should have got people in. We had a fucking a lot of time to get people in then. Yeah. And also, knowing that our players are at the World Cup for an extended period compared to others mm. and there's going to be fatigue there's going to be injuries and if we are like and we're playing how we are now and we you know we're in the hunt in four fronts man you need to get players in so anything to add John before we break for Windy yeah I, I think what you boys have said is pretty much spot on um, and I know we're going to get into Poch a little bit later but I think kind of what I took from what he was trying to say which is that yes like winning trophies is great but just where we're at exactly right now staying in the Champions League in terms of the income that it brings and mm. the gravitas it brings for the players we want to keep hold of is the most important thing so I don't think it's a case of we don't ever want to win trophies because we just want to qualify for things it's just that where we're at now that's the most crucial point and I think that's where we're at you got a tattoo? Yeah. When did you get that done? I did. Um, I had it done at the weekend. What does it say? Oh, shizzle. It says, I used to love her. Well, she's a bit out of order on your missus. Like, yeah. you're just newly engaged. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's actually she a, about it? um, She's all right, because I told her what it means. It's a, did you um, say that before? Yes, because when I said to her, that's what I was going to get. She so looked you, at me like she was going to knock my teeth out. Yeah, so when you were kind of going out as a couple and stuff, yeah. and they looked down. Just, People just go, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, it's a common, uh, the rapper Common. It's one of his tracks, and it's... The song is about, he's talking about this girl, he met her and talks about the history of knowing this person. And then actually at the end, it's what just a metaphor for hip-hop. Oh, really? So it's like, yeah. and, and you love hip-hop, do Yeah, you? exactly, so that's why. But yeah, I managed to go through with it with a shitload of numbing cream. Really? Yeah, pussy that big time. It's a, sm- a black line. line. But when I, sh- when I went in, I said, oh, I've had it, uh, numbing cream on. She went, so, literally started laughing. Yeah, she went, so you're joking. So you're... I went, no. She goes, it's the smallest tattoo I've ever done. Yeah, you can you can buy numbing cream over the counter. Yeah, no, only got lasts, on Amazon, mate. Doctor Num. It? it only lasts about half hour though. Numbing cream on the skin. Well, mine easy. was quite a long. Yeah, lidocaine, mate. Five percent. Premium serious, helmet. That's it. Oh, you could just fuck forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. You never stop. Fuck forever. Yeah. Windy about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you. I got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. And I'll start off with those players out on loan. So first off, Marcus Edwards had another strong performance for Excelsior, although he didn't score this week. Uh, Josh Onema, who was rumoured to be coming back to Spurs, has recovered quicker than expected from injury and is going to rejoin Sheffield Wednesday um, this week, where he'll stay on loan for the rest of the season. Uh, Carter Vickers' Swansea beat... Connor Ogilvie's Gillingham 4-1 in the FA Cup. And Sam Shashua scored a really good goal, actually, for Atletico Balleras. On to the youth teams. The under-18s lost, unfortunately, in the quarter-final of the Premier League Cup. They were playing Derby County, who were very strong at this level. And we had a slightly weakened team with an under-16 striker, Terrell Whitaker, making his debut at this level. We lost 2-0. Uh, sounds like we did okay, we didn't really create enough. But the under-23s were more successful. The, they beat uh, Athletic Club Bilbao 5-4 in the Premier League International Cup, which means we progress to the final eight, which is great news. Um, goal scorers on the night were Vincent Janssen, 
Jack Rolls. In fact, Rolls got two, uh, plus Charlotte Tracy and Anthony Georgiou. Really good results. Really pleased for the under-23s, who aren't always the most consistent team. Rolls is just an absolute goal machine at the moment, and I can't quite understand why he's not been training with the first team, given our lack of attacking midfielders and goal threat over the past few weeks. But... There we go. Obviously, he's not one that Pochettino particularly uh, likes at the moment. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at WindyCoys. That's Coys for coming, you Spurs. Uh, the fight cock is back for the second half. Uh, thank you very much, Windy. Thanks, Windy. Who thought he was pissed in his last update? And I, I listened to it again today. And it does, it does sound like he's had a few. It was, yeah. it was very funny. It's one of the best ones. Yeah. yeah. I met, I met Wendy for the first time at the social. Yeah. And the first thing I said to him was like, oh, mate, um, it's really nice to meet Bob, a little catch-up. And I was like, it was really emotional, uh, your last update. Like, did you yeah. have a few whiskeys before? Yeah. And he was going, everybody keeps saying this to me. Like, I don't know why. It's the way he signed it off and he went, yeah. I missed you. <laughs> I hope you miss me too. Yeah. I loved it though. It was very sincere. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and uh, anyone who knows Wendy knows what a lovely, lovely man he is. So, you know, it isn't just all youth, 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 up, youth updates and loanies and that. He's got like a soul, right? Yeah. So when you dig him out for something bad that happens on the pitch, like when uh, Cole Capitas give away that handball, <laughs> fucking like, God, Jesus, what he's mentioned must have been like. Because people blame him. Yeah. We blame him. I blame yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I hate Wendy yeah. every time one of the young players... And it, he promised me this. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we haven't talked about the social. It was quality. I mean, despite the fact that we lost, and that's what's great about mm. the Fine Got Socials is that everybody goes for it together. And look, a lot of people just fuck off full time because they want to get out of there and they want to get home and get over the result and whatnot. But people stay, they have a drink and that, and it's it's just a good thing being together. And and actually, it's, you know, as good as it can be, and as good as it is, like going to the game in a way especially going away like that's the kind of pinnacle supporting Spurs going away um, but the kind of next best thing is that this kind of th- this kind of thing like when uh, when I was younger and I used to go and watch uh, Spurs in pubs and stuff like one of the things I hated was overhearing people talk about Tottenham and I knew mm. they weren't Spurs fans and mm. they were just giving their opinion and I was like I don't give a fuck about your opinion yeah. and then if uh, like Spurs lost then you'd hear the cheers go up and this yeah. that and that lot mm. but when, we, when you're at the socials everyone is in it together mm. and it's kind of like like you're saying that people do filter out and go home because they're pissed off but then there are other people that are still singing that it still reminds you that you know that you're Tottenham and it, you know even though it hurts at the time it, you know you're all in it together and yeah. it, it, it is great it, I love it yeah yeah it was it was uh, it was fantastic we met some great people we were all there as well which was great um, and I, you know, I made a thing about uh, people like a bit feeling awkward when people come and say hello yeah. <laughs> And uh, everyone, anyone who did come up to me goes, I know you don't like this. And I was like, <laughs> I fucking created something weird here. It's fine. Like, it's lovely. It's a really lovely thing. Uh, if we can kind of share a hug and uh, have a beer together, that would be lovely. So don't feel awkward. Oh, fuck, what the fuck am I saying? Just kidding. <laughs> You're doing a windy now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I miss you. <laughs> um, the fine court's back, back by fans, but um, we've got like about 130 sign-ups. It's as a part of this sponsorship, just being very honest about what this is, yeah. 130 sign-ups since we since we started, and that that's not bad. But in, the, the target figure is 150. Now, I don't want anybody to get a betting account if, unless they want it. And if you if you've had a problem with betting, absolutely don't get an account. But if you like betting at football, um, then this is a good thing to uh, sign up to fans bet because half of their profits go back to fans. Um, they're paying for a fighting cock social very soon, and they do have. Great stuff. They kind of donated to 
I think it was Shrewsbury Town to help build their uh, rail seat and they've got there. So they are kind of very conscious about supporters and, you know, kind of that's their selling point ultimately. But what we need is another 20, 25, which kind of give them the value that we kind of promised at the beginning of this partnership. So if you haven't already signed up and you do like a flower of football and it's not an issue, you just enjoy it, then consider it. It's the fight. Uh, so it's www.fansbet.com forward slash no I think it's fuck <laughs> fansbet.co.uk yeah just like fansbet to Google yeah. you'll find it you'll find yeah it. when you sign up select fighting cock in the drop down yeah. and uh, and that's it good do not, it not the end of the podcast. yeah do it right. how, do you, how do you pronounce Rabio is it Rabio exactly yeah. like that alright wicked um, how else can you pronounce it Rabiot I mean, you're some sort of a Luddite if you're pronouncing a French name with a T on the end. Well, I, I did that for a while. Until really? Something. Yeah, I'm bad at this. I'm bad. Like my, G, I come from my dad's bullsack. I mean, we <laughs> we cannot pronounce footballers' names. Like he, he still can't say out of error. Cannot do it. Yeah, just Toby. Yeah. I remember one of the most out of order things I ever did. I think at the time I thought it was oh, good. It was one of the live shows. And I got him up on stage and just started giving him names to pronounce that he couldn't do <laughs> in front of about 400 people. And afterwards, I reflected on it and I thought, that was pretty out of order. That's really harsh. <laughs> that's really out. Rabio uh, apparently reported, what was it, the publication, Le Quip? Le- yeah. Don't get that right. Le Quip, yeah. Le Quip, yeah. Yeah, no. um, <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Uh, yeah, he, he officially turned down the move. And then, obviously, it's come out afterwards and said that he hasn't actually engaged with the press at all he's lost his father which is the kind of Serge Aurier tweet which everyone thought oh Serge Aurier's got in his ear he's coming to Spurs but actually it was about his it was either about his father passing or the donation he'd give to help uh, find that so like I yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean that would be I think exactly what we need the mm. quality is there he's done incredible stuff for PSG my issue with him is that how or not how much it desire does he have to come and play for Spurs and, and run like Pochettino wants him to when he clearly sees him as a kind of elite level footballer yeah yeah this is going to be a problem we're going to have though going forward isn't it like those types of players that that we need there it's rare that they have the combination of that work rate that intensity that, that mm. ability to kind of just knuckle down and have a, a fairly low ego and provide the level of quality that's going to like kick us on um, so I think that's going to be difficult. Every time I've seen him play, I think he's exactly what we need. Like he's very good on the ball. He's actually massive. I didn't realise how big. Yeah, he is. he's a unit. He's a he's, actually, he's like six foot three, isn't he? He's big yeah. old boy. He's class. Yeah, he's really really decent. But um, I do also just I don't know whether it's because he's French and got long hair. Yeah. But he does seem like he just doesn't care about anything. Yeah. And that that does worry me a little bit. But then yeah. From, from the stuff I've read, um, you know, it's it, it's not gonna. Amount to anything, but the the, the opinions that you form from from mm. what you do read, it, it it does feel like he is holding out for uh you know a, a Barca or a Real or because he is running at the end of his contract and that mm. he's hoping that something bigger and better is going to come along. Can I give you a parallel? Yeah, go. Joe Bond. Yeah. He once said uh, that he wouldn't sign for QPR because he was England's best midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> and then he went and signed for him. Yeah. So just saying. Uh, soldiers lost in battle time. Yeah. yeah. And then we've got, uh, because Ricky's back, uh, a uh, poo update. Nice. Uh, have you have you got anything? No, no, no. I've been you... I've been quite quite regular. Been been alright. <laughs> well, not in the last two weeks in the, in history of your pooing career. 
Oh, All right. Well, look, you don't have to. You don't think about too much. Just see yeah. if anything comes up because um, someone DM'd us. Yeah. The, the most incredible story. Wow. Do you remember now? I, I do remember that story. <laughs> so I'm going to do my best to read it out. It is quite long, and if you're kind of not into poo chat, then um, this isn't podcast for you. <laughs> uh, but first, soldiers lost in battle. So this is when a someone misses a, an important game because an outside force has prevented them. Could be anything. Uh, this one is uh, from. Bear with me. Jake McCormack. And he says, Hi guys, not sure if this counts as a soldier lost in battle, but thought you'd appreciate it nonetheless. In 2008, my brother was diagnosed with lung cancer. He was bedridden with chemo, so, so could no longer go or even watch his beloved Totten. He was moved to hospital in October 2008, where he ended up having the misfortune of having to listen to the bottom of the table Tottenham travel to Arsenal on the radio. We went 4-2 down to them and barely any time remaining in the game with how he was feeling and how we were playing. He turned off in disgust to go to sleep. I went in and visited him the next day. He had no idea that Aaron Lennon had stolen us uh, a point in stoppage time. There's not much you can do to cheer up somebody in this situation, but by God, you could not keep the smile off his face. Sadly, in June 2009, he passed away. But what a moment this was. Cheers. Uh, it just shows you that, you know, all the fucking shit that we talk about and everyone gets wound up about that how important Tottenham is, mm. uh, football is to, to kind of each and every one of us. And we talked about it a bit last week about how opportunities come because of, of our shared love of a club. But also... You know, we, at the time we were bottom of the league. This happened, and this poor geezer, he was obviously very ill at the time, had this beaming smile on his face. Yeah. Um, when my my granddad passed away in, well, it must have been 16, 13, I think, and uh, we went to the hospice where he was, uh, it was Christmas Day, he went to the hospice, and we visited him, and, uh, I mean, I don't know why you'd buy someone who's in a hospice a pair of slippers, but buying presence is tricky yeah yes. so you just get anything can you? Yeah. Um, and so my granddad opened a pair of scissors, uh, uh, slippers and they were uh, Tottenham slippers and with his tiny little feeble hand he lifted it up in the air and he was like yes granddad <laughs> unfortunately he died the other day what your granddad yeah on Christmas day yeah shizzle man yeah sucks fuck I, I got the slippers did you yeah every cloud yeah yeah, he would have wanted it. Uh, oh yeah, soldiers lost in battle. Oh, no, no, I've done that. Um, poo chat. <laughs> Actually, should we leave this to the end and then do Spurs questions and then anyone who wants to listen to the, that sort of stuff, they can. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good idea, yeah, isn't it? Is. Um, okay. From Keen at Kalistov. KL stuff, isn't it? Uh, if Spurs took all the points in their next three matches which are all home games against middle-table squads, thus keeping us firmly third place in the league, our cup defeats quickly forgotten. Wait. Yes. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say quickly forgotten, but with, uh, with, with nine points on the board and potential of uh, Arsenal, Chelsea or United dropping points and pushing that gap further and further cementing us in, into the, the top four, I think then it's not going to be looking back on the out and going, yeah, I'm glad we came out of the cups. <laughs> mm, yeah. But it is it, that would certainly uh, soften the blow because at the moment you do, no matter what anyone says, you do get swayed by uh, oh the wheels are falling off at Tottenham, you know, out of mm. two cups, and and you think, fuck, man, please don't don't let this happen again, man. Like, uh, we've been through that, we've got the mentality now. We, you know, we're, we're we're a better team. 
yeah, we've got injuries. Yeah, Sonny's out and stuff like that. But it, it can all it can all come back to us, and we don't we don't want that to happen. It's remarkable what a couple of wins can do. It yeah. is in football. Like when you lose, you look forward to your next game, and when the next game comes around, you lose again. It's a fucking. It, it's a, you know. I mean, if we if we lose against what slap, but Jesus. Yeah, it, it, that I mean that it would be very tough. What will remind me of that time when um, under Ramos. <laughs> where we had Hull at home and we were on a terrible run weren't we Rick? yeah and we said if we lose to Hull at home we're going <laughs> to we're going to do ourselves in yeah no, it weren't a joke no. I mean it was a joke fucking yeah. it was a joke don't do yourselves in obviously calm and all that but we were the kind of we couldn't believe what was happening and who's the guy who's that, got, that, uh, was, he, was he Brazilian yeah he scored a free kick against us Giovanni Giovanni where the fuck is he where is he what's he doing now you fucking bastard I hope he's knee deep in Players always score worldies against yeah. us, though, don't Quick they? Quick sand. <laughs> right, if a yeah. player ne- hasn't scored for 800 years, guarantee he'll block one in the top bin. Glenn Whelan, I remember he scored an absolute peach against us. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just always happens. Like, some rascal player just pops up. Like, back in the day, Rod Wallace for Leeds. Do you remember yeah. him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking tear us a new one every time. <laughs> Stephen so, Hunt used to fucking turn yeah. up against yeah. us. Oh, I don't know. Um, Nathan Blake. <laughs> Also, yeah, he oh, got us a few times. go that far back. Fucking Ian Marshall <laughs> of Ipswich. Always would nod against Spurs. Always. Disgusting pig. Bastards. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but a couple of wins. If we win the next three league games, as much as people are kind of dismayed, you forget about it, you move on. Yeah. Football, you're as good as your last result, ultimately. Yeah, and ultimately, like, we're out of the cups now, so there's no point in dwelling on it. The next thing we've got to focus on is let's, let's qualify for the Champions League again, uh, see what we can do in the Champions League this season and go from there. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Dbanks75 on Twitter, he says, what do you think about the potential Enoch out protest that some fans are trying to organise? Also, where do you think... Where do you stand on the top? So we talked talk about this, but the Enoch out... Um, uh, People are talking about taking yeah. posters and shit. Yeah. All I would say, the, the last few times we've tried to do this, or fans have tried to do it, it's been pretty poorly attended. Mm. I remember when we were trying to go to Stratford and there was like a protest of about 80 people. Yeah. And they were moving our entire club to another, you know, borough, like five, five miles or eight miles down the road, and 80 people turned up. I've got a picture of me in, a, bit... in, in Park Lane with a white balloon saying, say no to Stratford on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got a balloon, yeah. 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 You did your bit then, right? Yeah, did my bit. <laughs> Stood there in Park Lane with one white balloon. <laughs> I, I stopped going for that period. I'm missing fucking... Yeah. I remember, I remember. I remember going to the games and being in the bell with all your brothers, your dads, like, we're going, oh, he's, he's getting on his high horse, isn't he? Yeah. And they, brother, my, your brother's digging you out. Yeah, the brother's been like, <laughs> you think I was a dickhead. But... I'd like I was kind of well into it then. We would go every week. Like, yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. This we'd always meet in the bell. We'd go and watch Spurs, <coughs> win or lose. We'd have a great time. And I was kind of so fucking angry about this this moving to Stratford mm. bollocks that I was like, fuck it, I'll boycott it. And I'll do it on my own. I'll do it, like doesn't matter if anyone else does it. I'll do it. And I missed some fucking Cranchar last minute winner against <sighs> Bolton. Uh, uh, I can't. I can't. I can't remember. I think he even missed an Arsenal game. Mm. Yeah, I did. Men, men and their you. principles. Yeah, thanks to you, though, mate. We didn't. Yeah, it didn't happen. So, yeah, nice well done, one, mate. Nice one, mate. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll do my best to read this out. Uh, so, some geezer t- uh, DM'd us. Do we say his name? Do you want his name on it? Yeah, go on then. What is it? <laughs> I'm probably prepared for this. Hang on a second. 
Um, yeah, he DM'd us after Ricky's story about exploding in a toilet. Um, his name is Mr. K on Twitter. That's all we've got. He actually posted it twice, so he's proper kind of into really, this getting yeah, um, So, yeah, if you're, if you're just here for the, the Spurs stuff, then um, turn off now. If not, if you're one of the 30%, truly, this yeah. is what we're all about. <laughs> okay. Right, here goes. Very few people know this, but after Ricky's shit story the other day, I had to let loose, pardon the pun. So a few years back, we went on a family holiday to India. My wife, my daughter and I are stopping in Mumbai after a few weeks with family in Gujarat. Decided to go out for a slap-up meal at lunch, uh, slap-up lunch at Hakkasan. Fucking hell. This is fucking impossible for me, isn't it? Yeah. Just bear with me if I fuck all these up. If you're from India and I'm fucking this up, I'm sorry. Which I believe is uh, Michelin starred. Had a great time, nice lunch, couple of drinks, nothing usual there, unusual there. Did a spot of shopping and by chance found out a friend who I'd not seen in years was in Mumbai and we managed to arrange an impromptu meet-up. Tried a few local places which were packed and with a young child and pregnant wife and a bit of a diva mate, we stopped at Starbucks. Keep reading as the shit gets real now. Halfway through my coffee, my, st- my stomach is grumbling and making some weird noises. Drops a fu- uh, 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 I drop a f- sly few farts. But if you've ever been to India, you know that the real danger is a follow-through at any given time. My stomach starts into not a bit, and I suspect I'm in trouble now. Getting on a flight the next day to spend Xmas, Christmas in Dubai, and I was really, I really couldn't afford to be sick. Hopefully, it's just one. Of, it's just a one-off. I'm thinking, and actually, given the sanitary conditions in India, I'm thankful that I'm in a Starbucks and can use their facilities. So I get up, excuse myself from my table, go to the counter and ask where the bogs are. I'm desperate by now. The motion of standing has caused havoc on my bowels. The words, I'm sorry, sir, we don't have a bathroom for customers damn near kneecap me there and then. I'm panicking. I'm sweating. And I fear I'm about to shit myself. I leave Starbucks hurriedly. I look outside, left and right. There are only local places and I know what they're normally like. A hole in the, a hole in the floor or dirty, filthy places. A bit of a generalisation, but I was in no condition to be thinking rationally and open-minded. Sweat beads are forming on my forehead. The heat combined with the situation at hand is a fucking disaster waiting to happen. From the corner of my eye, I spot a KFC. My God, has the Colonel come to rescue again? I do a weird shuffle run across the, to KFC, hopes pinned on the fact that it'd be in a decent place, relatively and with a clean, with a relatively clean loo. Darting, ask for the bugs, no politeness. It's up on the next floor. What the fuck? Run up to the next floor, look around, nothing there. Push the, push to the front of the queue and ask the guy behind the counter. He asks if. I've bought anything, sorry, he's asked if I've bought anything because it's paying customers only. I tell him I'll buy two buckets, just tell me where the toilet is. He points and tells me to keep walking. Rush rush to the door, no toilet in the immediate vicinity. I keep walking and walking and walking. Turns into something of an industrial state, like the back of a shopping centre where customers wouldn't see. I'm almost bent over and just then I see the sign. What a fucking relief. How wrong was I? <laughs> consider I've never consider I needed a serious shit for the past 12 minutes plus I go in and the place fucking reeks free urinals with a horrid stench one cubicle the door is shut as I go in it has a guy taking a piss at the urinal tells me it's out of order the words just go in one ear and out the other no word of a lie I'm near delusional now out of order I mean how bad could out of order be Walk in, shut the door, and oh my fucking god, it's dirty, it stinks, the floor is wet of god knows what, and and there is a tile covering the toilet. A tile. What's underneath, I'm wondering, shall I move it? What if it drops? What if I see in there, what what if I see in there is horrendous? What if I take a dump 
And what, what if that splashes back up at me? Many questions pondered in just a few seconds. What happened next? I don't know what my thought process was. Normally, my normal, normally, my, sorry, normal, nor my normally rational mind. Put it down to the last 15 minutes. I dropped my jeans and my boxers. I did the hover move like Ricky and proceeded to do the dirtiest, fullest, smallest, oddest shit in my life. On the tile. On the on tile. The, on the tile. <laughs> on the tile. Is that a turnout on the tile? <laughs> I'll be honest, it wasn't enjoyable. I just, feel that, I, I just feared the tile would slip or maybe I would end up on the tile or worse. Fear that my balls might make contact with the pool. Oh. But it just had to be done. I'd also, in my wisdom, been smart enough to grab a handful of napkins from Starbucks and clean myself with, a, with, a, with an otherwise... Uh, well, otherwise, I'd have been never tapping a plastic jug. Oh, God. India's equivalent of a wet wipe. I guess I got up, looked back at the Armageddon my body had just caused, part wondering what the fuck I'd done, part pride. I walked out and washed my hands. Like, uh, casually walked out and washed his hands. As I did, someone walked in there and went to the cubicle, as I did, as, and, and I said, it's out of order, mate. Walked out of the exit, ran as fast as I could to Starbucks, hoping I wouldn't be seen. Uh, you just know that, like, oh, mate, that's just like... That is so bleak. Yeah. Do you know, that reminds me of um, like train spotting. Yeah. When he goes into that cubicle and it's just, like, oh, horrific oh, in um, Oh, that's, that's not a great start to holiday. Um, so, more of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. email us at editor at uk or DM us on Twitter. Twitter the, the DMs are open. Um, any stories around I mean that, that was just about poo but yeah. any stories like embarrassing crazy mental stories around going to Spurs or not going to Spurs or, or it could be anything as yeah. long as it's around our football club then email us editor at thefightingcock.co.uk or DM us on Twitter and we'll read them out <laughs> also if you're still with us and you haven't reviewed us on iTunes we will if you send in a review on iTunes and rate us five stars we will read out whatever it is yeah. doesn't matter you can say anything <laughs> and, I, and I will read it out oh, <laughs> it's cool, eh? so go to iTunes and review The Fighting Cock and whatever you say I will read it out verbatim doesn't matter what it is Rain. it could be yeah. anything that's yeah that's good five star that shit alright yeah. done Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.